Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. This morning, we thank you for the reminder of why we're here, why we step into this sanctuary. Truth is, we need you. We are broken people. Lord, open our eyes to recognize that we can't do this life without you. That it's not just an obligation to walk in and sit in our pew and go for an hour and walk back out, but rather this is a lifestyle, a walk, a journey. May we live our life reflecting that. Thank you for your love, your care, and your desire to be a part of our lives. May we reflect you in our life. In your name we pray. Amen. So this morning we're going to start, we're going to start Thanksgiving a little early. Anybody okay with Thanksgiving? Like maybe we could have Thanksgiving dinner five times in a row. Anybody anybody up for that? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, right? Stuffing five weeks in a row. All right, Lewis is. Uh, if anybody's cooking Thanksgiving turkey today, call Lou because he he's hungry. So we're gonna look at uh, we're gonna look at the book of Job. I didn't, I did not know Mark was reading Job, but we're gonna look at the book of Job. And if you know anything about the Job, uh, this guy was uh, was quite the character. We're gonna read uh, chapter one, verse one through five, and then we'll jump to twenty one. It says, in the land of Uz there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke, uh, yoke, yoke of oxen. I don't know what I, I can, can't read. And 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and he would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when a period of feasting had run its course, Job would then make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. Verse 21, Naked I have come from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. May God add his blessing to the reading of his his word this morning as we continue singing. Lord, that we would be the safe place, a place to come, a place to grow, in our faith, to help others grow in theirs as well. Lord, as we prepare our hearts this morning and this month upcoming to be thankful for the things that you have offered. Lord, may we come to a realization that we are not enough. We need you. Help us to recognize that. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Maybe seated. So many times when we talk about Thanksgiving, we picture the perfect family sitting around the perfect meal, but that's not everyone's reality. And what's really important is not perfection, but thankfulness. So I'm here with Darren and uh, we are downtown and I'm curious, uh, Darren, how long have you been homeless? About four or five years. I have been on the street for probably about three months now. Okay, so this is really new for you then. So Sylvester, how long have you been uh, homeless or out on the streets, man? Uh, since July. So what was it that led you to being homeless since July? Uh, I lost my job. Well, I have, was in drug addiction for years. Well, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in prison. Okay. So that took away a lot of my life, but- Was other, it drug related or? Basically drug related pretty yeah. much, yeah. So, um, you know, I just- How many years you do? All in all, in and out, 16. Holy cow. What was your best Thanksgiving ever that you remember? Oh man, Thanksgiving. Yeah, what's the best one? Uh, yeah, it was the year that uh, my daughter was born. Oh, wow, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer. Okay, do you, how old is she now? Uh, 13. Do you see her at all? Uh, yeah, every now and then I do. 89, because that's like my last father's Thanksgiving. Oh, wow, okay, and so you got to spend Thanksgiving with him. Thanksgiving is, uh, hold on. That's when my grandmother was living, and she would say, everybody come. No matter, like Big Mama's house. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> my grandma was Big Mama. Big Mama, mama okay. You bringing you and the kids and everybody coming on, we're going to eat and have we're going to uh, fellowship with yeah. each other. And uh, and that was, I think that was, that what really taught me about Thanksgiving. It's it's tough, maybe you're not going to, you, do you think you'll see her at all this year? Yeah, I'm going home for this year, this year. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. So what are you thankful for this year? that I get to see her. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And look at that smile, man. You have such crazy joy just emanating from you. You're the perfect person to ask, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for my family and for my friends and that I do have a place to stay at in this ridiculous weather. Just the friends I have when I come to these, down here or under the bridge on Tuesday nights. What are you thankful for, Clarence? I'm thankful for my family and the Lord. You know, I, I have to learn to love the Lord. Is there anything, Randy, you know, we're coming up into Thanksgiving in that time where, you know, Thanksgiving and what people are thankful for looks a little different to everybody. Is there something that you're thankful for? Yeah, I'm thankful for waking up every day. What am I thankful for? Uh -huh. um, to be alive. I thank the Lord for all the blessings there and the mercy and the grace that he gives us. What's something, Jimmy, that this year you're thankful for? I'm alive and well. Haven't, you know, even though the streets has been hard, it hadn't, hadn't brought me down. I'm alive and still have hope. Let's begin there. What are you thankful for today? Amen. Amen. What are you thankful for? Amen. We should... We, What's that? Waking up, yeah. Did you catch that? Uh, if, a, if a homeless man can have hope, 
if a homeless man can have hope, this, we, should, we should probably not have a sermon. There should probably be just, we just go row by row. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Right? If we did that, the sermon would be long and then Lori would be upset. <laughs> Sorry, Lori. I, I'm not going to have a chance to pick on you all that often. And so uh, I'm going to tease you once in a while. Right? I want you to begin to think. We've always, uh, historically, we have celebrated Thanksgiving for a whole month. And, uh, and this week was, it's the 30th, but I want you to get prepared for November. It's coming. Right? Just let you know it's on Tuesday. Um, if you didn't know that. Um, but I want you to begin to think about what are you thankful for? What, what are those things that we can be thankful for to God uh, in our life? And Because all too often, we find reasons to complain. We find reasons um, to be upset. We find reasons to be angry. We find, we find all those things that aren't going as well in our life. And, and we forget that we have so much to be thankful for. Roscoe was just telling me this morning, Roscoe, I'm going to just share that Germany story real quick. Roscoe was telling me in Germany, um, this, this winter, they have, uh, are, are heating their homes with firewood. You know why? Because Russia, Russia has squeezed them off. They don't, have, they don't have a way to heat. And I said to Roscoe, do they have any wood? <laughs> He said, I don't think they have near enough wood for what they need. Think about that just for one moment. What happens if someone just cut all the, all the opportunities for you to heat your house this winter off? We, we live in a world where it's easy for us to begin to see the negative. It's easy for us to, to take uh, the positive things and expect them. It's easy for us to actually believe that we have created them or we have worked hard enough for them well we're going to spend a month in job ever read the book of job or when i was a kid the book of job right <laughs> i'm like why'd they put a job in the middle of this i don't understand this bible thing uh we're going to talk about job and 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 hopefully you see if you don't know much about job we will be we will be sharing some really small highlights of the book of Job. There are 42 chapters. Um, some of them are really long and big, but there's some real good highlights in the book of Job. And if you don't know much about Job, um, today we got a little bit of Job, right? Uh, he was a good guy, uh, uh, the most righteous in the East, it says. Job was uh, pretty blessed in his life. And the interesting part as we work through the book of Job is we're going to look at today the giving of God, the blessings of God, what God uh, has given us, and maybe sometimes we don't take uh, account for that, or we just assume that we deserve that, or I earned that. I worked overtime. Uh, don't I, didn't, didn't I earn that? Is that a blessing from God? Uh, we're going to look at the life of Job and, and get a sense of, of who Job was and what happened to Job's life. I would encourage you that if you like to read, uh, Job is a, is a really uh, interesting book. I think Kenny, Kenny's not here to defend himself, but I think a couple months ago he said he couldn't sleep one night and he read the whole book of Job. Uh, there's a lot going on in Job. We're going to look at the next week, the taking of God, right? When, when things don't go so well, when things are taken away and, and how we can be thankful even in the midst of hard times. 
And then we're going to talk about the blessings of, a re- of relationships. Because all too often, we take our relationships for granted until they're not there. And then we're going to talk about hearing from God, being able to hear God's voice, whether through uh, audible voice or be able to read uh, his thoughts and the way that he works in our life. And uh, if you haven't read the end of Job, you can. there's two, two chapters, of, maybe three chapters, two plus chapters of God asking Job questions. And it's question after question after question. And then we're going to talk about the end where Job's response is, God is God. His eminence, who God is. And, and Job coming to this understanding that even when I don't understand, even when things aren't working the way I think they should work, even when I'm being faithful and it doesn't sort out the way I think it should, God is still in control. And so that's where we're going to go. That's kind, of the, that's kind of the direction we're going to go for the month of November. And I want to encourage you to be thankful for what God has blessed, blessed you with. Here, let me remind you. Uh, I want you to think about what am I thankful for? I want you to begin to think about that idea. See, all too often we have these uh, nearsighted uh, glasses or eyes, and we, we quickly look at only our little circumstance and our own little issue, and, and we get stuck in woe is me, right? I got a flat tire, woe is me. I got a bill in the mail and I didn't like it, woe is me. Money's tight this month, woe is me. All too often we're worried about uh, the things that really don't matter in this life. We quickly come to terms with that when something happens. Or something major happens, right? And then we begin to realize, don't, did you ever read the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff? Do you know what that book is? I might be dating myself. It's probably 15, 20 years old. There's a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And by the way, it says in the underline, it says, by the way, everything is small stuff, right? Beginning to realize that there are a lot of things in this world um, that really don't matter. And when we get too hung up on the things that don't really matter, it, it takes away from our joy and our gratitude and our thankfulness. We can't be thankful when we get hung up in the negative things of our life. That, that homeless uh, video, I like that homeless video because those are, what does that lady, she's all smiles. She's happy for her homeless friends. She's happy to have homeless friends. Happy to wake up again. Happy to be alive. If you didn't notice, they were getting showers. Did you? They, they were all clean because there's a, there's a ministry called Shower Up, and that's what they were working on. They had just gotten showers. Happy to get a shower. Happy to have soap to clean myself with. I'm thankful for the things that God has provided in my life. Maybe you haven't thought about the people who are next to you. The people who haven't given up on you. The people who continue to love you. A God who cares so deeply for you. What are you thankful for? 
I'm thankful for all your problems. Sometimes I'm not as thankful as I should be. But what I recognize is that if I know those problems, that means I'm involved in your life. Right? I was talking, uh, when Donnie was asking about what we were, if I wanted to say anything, I wanted to share that this morning. I'm thankful that God has given me that opportunity to be involved in the struggles of a group of people. Sometimes that's overwhelming, but sometimes I recognize God has placed that uh, on this group. And so I'm thankful that God puts us together. I'm thankful that we can do life together. It's a journey, a journey that some days is hard, and some days it's easy, and some days it's, it's everything. I laugh because back in 2010, I couldn't wait to get started. Probably because I didn't fully understand what it would take to be a leader of people. I, I was naive in a lot of ways. And so there's some responsibility we probably don't understand. I, I say the same thing about marriage, right? If we understood fully what we would walk through in a marriage, we would definitely take a second or a third or a fourth uh, look at getting married, right? It's a good thing. I'm glad I got married at, my wife says 19. I think I was 20, but she said I was 19. I was 19. She was 18. <laughs> I'm glad I got married at 19. You know why? Because I didn't have a clue what we would walk through. And when I tell people in premarital counseling, you don't have a clue what you're going to walk through. It's a blessing to not know what we're going to walk through. If we were able to read it, like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a child, and they, they might get sick. You might lose your job. You may smash your car up, right? If, if you even had a clue to what you would walk through in a relationship of, of marriage, we would take a second look. It would make us think. That's the naivety of getting married, and especially married young, uh, was helpful in understanding that, I, that I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't know. I wouldn't have changed anything, but I'm thankful that I could trust God as we walked, we walked through that. Do you want to be thankful? See, I think it, it takes work. It's work on our part. It's work on our part to be thankful. Job was able to be thankful. Why? Because he lived right. He was doing life the right way. The scripture says he was blameless and upright. He feared God and he turned from evil. If you're struggling to be thankful to God for where you're at in life, let me ask you this question. Are you living life this way? Are you living life blameless and upright? Are you fearing God and are you turning from evil? All too often, this is what happens when we walk into the church. We put a mask on. My life is great. Right? I love the Truth Be Told song. Why? Because, <laughs> boy, does it cut to the chase. It, cut, it cuts to the bone and marrow. It cuts to the fact that we walk in these doors and we pretend that we have life all together when maybe we should be sobbing. All too often, we put on a mask that says, 
I'm in a real good spot. When the, real, the reality is we're not in a good spot. Maybe we need to find someone to share that with. Maybe we need to be open to sharing where we're really at with others. Take the mask off. If there's one thing I, I, I can't handle in Christianity is, is fakeness. I think the one thing that Jesus was was genuine. He was genuine in the way that he uh, treated others, the way that he uh, acted around people. And, I, and, and, and let me challenge you to take the mask off. If you're a mess, it's okay. Be a mess. If you need to come and pray at the altar at the end of service, then come and pray at the altar. Don't let your pride get in the way. If you need to talk about something that's going on in life, then take care of that. Take the mask off. Be authentic. Be real about your faith. All too often, our self-interest is what uh, wins the day. I know, this is so cliche. This is so 80s. They ruined it. I'm not real happy that they ruined it. But I really want you to think about this. This is I want you to take that. What would Jesus do, right? We know that we can get an armband and we can get a tattoo or whatever. It says, what would Jesus do? But here's what I want you to think about. Here's what I want you to, to do. What would Jesus do? How will you know what Jesus, what Jesus did if you don't read the Gospels? When you read the Gospels, read them looking to see how Jesus responded to like the woman at the well. How did Jesus respond uh, to his disciples? How did Jesus respond to the Pharisees? How did Jesus work out the details? When 5,000 people came, he had to jump in a boat to be able to preach. How did Jesus respond in that, uh, that moment? What would Jesus do if he were here today in our shoes? That's what I want you to do with the what would Jesus do. I want you to think about how Jesus would respond to the things that are in front of us. How would Jesus respond if he got a flat tire? He might just go, fill it up. Just kidding. Pretty sure he'd probably be okay. He'd figure it out, right? How would Jesus respond to the stress of life? How would Jesus respond when he was offended by someone? We see those stories in the scripture. I always jokingly say, read the red ones, right? Read the red lines, because if your Bible has a red in it, that's Jesus actually talking. That's his words. And I, I, I take that a little bit uh, stronger, a little bit higher up. I, I take that as, oh, okay. Uh, this is how Jesus responded to that. If you want to know how to be thankful, do it how Jesus would do it. If you want to be thankful, stay attentive. The scripture says, <clears throat> the morning after each feast, Job would get up early and offer sacrifices for his children. Just in case. Job would get up just in case after the feast to what? To make sure that if his children had sinned against God, that he had made a uh, sacrifice for them. How many kids does he have? 
10. That's 10 sacrifices. Why? Just to make sure that they would not insult God. Be sensitive to God. That's really the understanding, right? Be sensitive to God. Be attentive uh, to what God is doing in your life. Be attentive to the way you're responding to people and things. When we get, uh, when we get married, right? When we first get married, uh, life is good and we're really attentive, right? When we first meet our spouse or spouse-to-be, we send them love notes, right? That's long before, te- for most of us, that's before texting. But we send them love notes. We send them, we lift flowers on their car. Uh, we leave candy in their seat, whatever, right? We, we do these things. And then we get married. And it's pretty funny. We get married and then we just quit doing all those things. And guess what? We wonder why our marriage isn't working as well. It's because we're not nearly as attentive to our spouse. We quit sending those love notes. We quit uh, calling. I'm so old. Well, we, we called on the phone every night, right? My wife had like 40 foot of phone. And it would be from where her phone was, to she could actually get into the bathroom and close the door so that her parents wouldn't have a clue what we were talking about, you know. <laughs> I, I literally rode my bike to Cool Road from Depot Road. I rode my four-wheeler to Cool Road from Depot Road, which was not legal or even close to okay. Now I don't even want to go into the next room, right? <laughs> but the, key, the understanding is this. It, we have to be attentive um, to God as well. Job understood that God was still working in his life, and he wanted to make sure, he wanted to make darn sure that his children didn't make a mistake. And so he offered sacrifice for them. He made sure to cover all the bases. Why? Because he didn't want to take a chance of missing out. He didn't want to take a chance of not being on good terms with God. While he's being blessed, he's thankful for what he has. I didn't say this, but I was thinking about this. Uh, I heard a, I read a commentary that said, you know, he had 3,000 camels. In today's day, he would have 3,000 uh, semis, right? Camels were hauled stuff, right? They didn't have semis. So that, but, and we look at his laundry list of what he owned. Um, it would have been easy for uh, Job to say, I earned this stuff. Hard work has blessed me. It's all mine because I did it. But rather than that, Job was a righteous man. He understood that God had blessed him with everything he had. And next week, hang on, right? Hang on next week. If you haven't read it, I I encourage you to read all of chapter 1 of Job. Hang on, because we're going to find out what Job walks through. But today, we're going to be thankful for the blessings that God has given us. I just heard a, an ad on the radio last week uh, about a, some concert that was coming to Erie, and I really wasn't paying attention. But, but they did something that was really intriguing to me. On the radio, the, the, the concert was that day, and they said, and there are only 26 uh, tickets left for this concert. It's about to be sold out. And, and I, my first thought was, well, I better get a ticket, right? I didn't even know who it was. 
But my first thought was, I need a ticket because if I don't want to miss out on a concert. I don't want to miss out. If they sell out, I won't ever have a chance, right? I won't be able to get in. Maybe, maybe that's how we should uh, begin to think about God's blessings. Maybe if I would appreciate and, and recognize God's working in my life, I don't want to miss out. Because all too often it's just like, well, I'll take what I can get. When I can get it, I'll just, I'll take this one. It's like, it's like the country fair thing, right? I go in, oh, I need a sub. Okay, yep, I need a sub and a Pepsi. And I just, okay, yep. But maybe I don't need it next time. And so I, 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 don't, I don't see the value in God's blessings. Finally, we need to accept God's plan for our life. And this will be the challenging part of Job. This will be the challenging part of being thankful next week. Job says this, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return. The Lord gave. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, this week we're talking about what He gives, right? What He gives. He gives us so much. We are a blessed people. Do you realize, I don't, know what the, I don't know if the statistic's still true, but uh, when I went to Haiti, the statistic was uh, you're in the top 2% of the world if you have a bank account. Think about that for a moment. Doesn't mean you have to have anything in your bank account. If you have a bank account, and even it has 10 bucks in it, you're in the top 2% of the world. Think about that. What that says is there are a lot of people in a lot of hurt. A lot of people who are not in the spot that we are. I got a question for you. Who's going to win? Will your theology win over your experience? Or will your experience in life win out over theology? Which one is going to win in your life? Which one is going... Do you understand that God is working and much bigger than you? Will your faith outdo life experience? Or will life experience win out over faith? That's really the question. Will you be thankful to God in all circumstances? Even when things are hard. Even when things are difficult. Even when things are going in a different direction than you want them to. Who is going to win out in that opportunity? I want to leave it with this verse. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and he will give you everything you need. Are you putting God first in your life? Are you putting God in the position he needs to be and everything behind it? Or, or, or are other things creeping in? Are other things uh, beginning to, to take precedence? See, because if we get lazy, right? Back to the, the marriage uh, understand. We get lazy and we let the other things of life begin to creep in. And we don't put God first. It's not our natural inclination to put God first. It's work to put God first. 
But putting God first helps us to be thankful with what we have. It takes away not the things of of life, but it takes away the value, the importance of the things that are below. Are you putting God first? And if you're not putting God first, I have to ask you the question, why? Why is it that we don't want to put God first? Why is it that we want our stuff to be more important than God? We're going to watch Job walk through life. And he's, he's got some challenges. Uh, if there was a guy I don't want to be, it's Job. Right? In the next couple of weeks, we're going to see how Job responds to the things of everything being taken away. How does Job respond to his friends? There's a lot of chapters of that. We're going to see how Job responds to the questions God poses for him. How will you respond? Will you be thankful this Thanksgiving season? Will you be thankful for the blessings that God has put in front of you? It says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else. And it says, he will give you everything you need. Sorry, that was the King James Version. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't know who he is, you cannot put him first if you, he is not a part of your life. Let me challenge you and encourage you. If, if, if you're not thankful for much of anything in your life, ask yourself this question. Am I really following Jesus? Am I following Jesus the way he wants me to? It may be that I know who he is, but I don't know, uh, I don't have him a part of my life. We can know who this Jesus guy is without having him inside of us. Let me encourage you this morning. If you're not thankful and you find yourself struggling to be thankful for anything, ask yourself this question. Have I made Jesus the king of my life? Have I made him the most important part? And if you haven't, I would love to share that with you this morning. I'd love to pray with you. If you're struggling and you've let the things of the world get in the way, today's the day. This is the moment, the opportunity to put God back in the spot he needs to be. The blessings of God's giving. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word this morning. Lord, help us to be thankful. Thankful for all that you do offer. All the blessings that you do give. Lord, help us to take note of the things that you put in front of us. Lord, don't let us lose sight of the fact that you are still in control that you are working in our life, you are driving the journey. Lord, I pray that you continue to work in our lives. I ask that you would humble our hearts, that we would recognize, Lord, everything we have, the air that we breathe, comes from you. In your name we pray.